Uh, open your Bibles and we will turn to, first of all, Isaiah 2. It's a good thing I got bookmarked from Terry. First of all, Isaiah 2, the first five verses, and then we will be turning to Matthew 24 uh, from verses 30 to 36. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And from Matthew 24, starting at verse 30. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about, what, about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Great. Thank you, Peter. Our text is verse 3 of Isaiah 2, which speaks of that invitation where it says, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God. And it says there in verse 3 of Isaiah 2, Many people will come. They will respond to the invitation. Congregation of Jesus Christ, we have these two readings this morning. The first reading from Isaiah has that specific uh, application to Judah and Jerusalem, but it's, it's that larger prophetic vision of God that, that we are, are part of his working out a saving plan in the world, bringing peace and hope among the nations. And then from Matthew 24, the picture of, of Jesus coming again. 
So we have, we have these things before us this morning in relation to our, our theme, our Christmas theme, theme coming home for Christmas. It's Advent season, we picked this theme, and, and it, it kind of grew out of the fact, first of all, that, that uh, our son Paul is in Grand Rapids, and so we have to get him home for Christmas, right? And then that, that picture of, of coming home for Christmas. I remember as, as a student, I studied in Grand Rapids, and, and going home, my father and mother lived in Ontario, in Barrie. And so we would get everything ready and pack up and, and make our way home for Christmas. And it was all of the excitement of coming home and, and the drive itself as we made our way to different landmarks along the way, Highway 401, Erica would know about that, and up Highway 400 to Barrie, if you've lived in Ontario. And then we would get into town, we would take Duckworth Street, we would take Codrington Street, we would turn on the White Pine Place, and there, number 17, was home. Do we have a picture of it? There it is. means nothing to you, but that is home. I lived there for many years with my parents, and Dad would have the decorations spread around. It was always a little bit of a, of a just putting things everywhere kind of thing, but it was home. It was good. And they would know we were coming at a certain time and they would hear the car in the driveway and they would throw the door open and hugs and kisses and everything inside and, and we were home. And the food and the festivities would start. You want to be home for Christmas. Coming home for Christmas is, is all about that, that, that sense of love and warmth and welcome. That's where you belong. You belong home, especially at Christmas. Christmas is the busiest travel time of the year. People know, understand, coming home. Our Advent theme this year is coming home for Christmas. And that, that centers on our, our church home. And coming here to be with our Heavenly Father and with our Savior Jesus, this is where we belong. That sense of our faith home. Jesus wants us home to rejoice together as the family of God in the goodness of God with our Heavenly Father. And so here we are welcomed by Jesus. To be strong and sure in our faith and trust in him. So we tried to get that feeling of home with, with the ornaments on the tree. We thought to, if you bring some ornaments from home, many of us have special ornaments. They have different meaning. Uh, and so that, that just, just gives a sense of, yes, we, we want to, to come to this place. This is our, our central home of faith. We also have the rocking chair here just to give a little more of that homey feeling that, that we gather in our spiritual home, in the home of our God. Now the idea of coming home is right in the word Advent. Advent means to come, come and to, to see that sense of coming, our Savior coming. And together we are going to remember his coming. 
But, but we want to do more than, than just spend our time here remembering what went on in the past. And so we look to Isaiah 2, verse 3, where the sense of Advent, the sense of coming, brings us, yeah, Jesus came, and now he wants us to invite people to come, to be with him. People will be coming to worship services here uh, that might not normally do so. And at Christmas, people, people do feel the call a little more of God on their lives. And so they, they see the Christmas things, they wonder, they may not be part of it as much as we are. And so they, they do feel, though, there's something there. There's something about the faith and the witness of the church and the Christmas celebration. And they come hoping for something. It ties into our candle of hope. They're, they're hoping to, to find again something. And so we want to invite them because we know that Jesus wants to meet them here. And it's not that, that everything can be manufactured and, and fancy somehow, but simply God by his spirit to impress on their hearts again. He loves them, and no matter what has happened, he wants to welcome them into his presence again. We understand that. We are those who have understood that, and, and seek to express that also in welcoming others to be home with Jesus, because that's where we belong. That's where our hope and peace lies. And so we, we have the invitations that, that we've been, been looking at, and, and again, just a reminder to, to see if there are people that you would like to invite. Our prayer as we hand out the invitations is that, that people would come, that they would take part, that they would draw near, and that we trust Jesus by his Spirit would, would breathe life into them again and faith. Like Ezekiel 37, when we looked at that two weeks ago, and, and that, that sense of, oh, standing up, seeing God's presence and power in their lives. Thursday night at the Circle of Friends, uh, Jan and the team were cooking, and I just took a moment to, to invite the people sitting around the tables, lots of folks sitting there, and, and I just went around, and I, I handed out, to, everybody was looking, what's this, and I went over the back with them too, that we have all these services, and they are welcome, and, and, and they, were, they were quite receptive, I thought, hey, there, there, there is really a, a, just to invite people. One of the biggest reasons people don't come to things is because they're not invited. And so, so they received the invitation, they looked at it, we talked about different things that were mentioned here, and, and they, they really were appreciative just to be invited. They are welcome here. They need to know that. And so... We invite people to come. Isaiah 2 verse 3 says, Come, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's an invitation to us and to others. And the response, many will come. 
and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his path. So that's, that's the sense of Advent coming, inviting people to come. Let me just say when, when people do come, when you notice people here in the fellowship you may not know, please, please stop talking to those you do know and talk to them. Make them feel welcome. That's what we do when we invite people. If they're coming, say, hey, who are you? I'm so-and-so. How are you doing? And invite them to be part of our church family. I made a change in the bulletin. I'm not sure if you noticed. To make our bulletin part of that. that uh, normally we start just with a, on the front page. We have our, our mission statement. But the very first paragraph under coming home for Christmas. The picture. We extend a warm greeting to all who have entered this place of worship this Sunday. If you are passing through, and people will pass through, we have that all the time. We pray your stay with us may bring you strength for the journey. If you are looking for a church home, we would like to invite you to consider us as your spiritual family. You are welcome and you are wanted. That's pretty specific. That's pretty inviting, I think. And if we can live that out, if we can be that loving, welcoming presence of Christ this Christmas, that's Isaiah 2's vision, that we would be that, that call to people, that call to the nation. So that's the application of the message this morning. I'm not going to say amen, but I trust it's clear to you. <laughs> The application. Invite people and welcome people as a fellowship. Now, the, the question is why? Why would you actually do that? This is a candle of hope, but there's really not much hope. Some of you might be thinking, there's not much hope that I'm going to invite anybody. It just doesn't happen. I don't do that. We're thinking about hope. Why would you invite people? Why would you offer to drive them? Why would you say, come and be with us? The the context of all of this, why we do this, is in our Bible reading today. We have a very different view of Christmas. We actually have a very different view of what Christmas is all about. So people see it everywhere, and they watch the Christmas movies. Barb and I like to watch the Christmas movies. There's always nice little Christmas stories. We have a very different idea about Christmas, though. Our our understanding of Christmas, it's not just a sentimental remembering of things long ago. We receive the historical details. We receive the biblical story with faith and joy. It's true in every detail. But we are, in fact, preparing, anticipating, hoping for Jesus coming again. Not as that little baby in a manger, but as the full-grown Lord and Savior of this world. That's Jesus coming in glory. So to recognize in his first coming that he is coming again. 
And that that day is closer now than it ever was. Romans 13 talks about that. And that Jesus is coming with power, with the angels, with the trumpets. And that's the vision in Matthew 24, where it has Jesus coming again. So when we think about, too, who might be coming this Christmas, who is coming home for Christmas, we need to think at the same time, Jesus is coming home. Jesus is actually on his way home here again. Jesus is coming home. This is his home. This is the place where he was born. When you go home, you go back to the place you were born. There's all the special ties. It's the place where you are grounded. Jesus loves his home, this world, and all the people in it. He loves them so much that he did give his life for them. That's why the cross is an excellent symbol for Christmas itself. Jesus comes and is coming again. So Jesus made this world his home in his first coming. And at Christmas, we remember that. And we remember that he's coming back. We anticipate that. That's our hope. So we are the family of faith that he knows and loves. And he wants to see all his people here to celebrate with him. So that's our invitation. We are inviting people to come Not just to sit around and remember something from long ago. We're inviting them to come and prepare for Jesus coming again. To make all things new. And that's exactly the message of the church. We are the place, the people eagerly expecting him. The church is his home base. And we are inviting people to come where Jesus welcomes them. At the door, their loving Lord and Savior. And so that's... That's the picture of Isaiah 2. It's a prophecy, and it's fulfilled in Jesus' first coming as as Isaiah continues to work it out. Isaiah 7, we'll we'll look at that as the story of a child being born. Isaiah 9 talks about the Prince of Peace coming. Isaiah 53 talks about him as the suffering servant. All of what Jesus has done, Isaiah is picturing. But here already in Isaiah 2, verse 4, the message of hope in a world that is going wrong. And it speaks, this is probably the most familiar of the verses we read today, where it it talks about settling disputes, judging the nation, and beating swords into plowshares, and spears into pruning hooks. And so so to engage also our world, our culture, is, is to declare we need Jesus to come. We need him. And we, we have seen that again just recently in terms of the, the, the shootings in Paris. And then all of a sudden, the uh, WestJet planes are, are threatened even in Canada. And people are, are taken off and, and things are checked. And you think, it, it doesn't affect us, but it affects us. And you think, the, this world is going wrong. There's wrongfulness everywhere. Jesus is to bring right, righteousness. And that is our hope. We have that at the center.
The efforts in our world are not working that well. We appreciate the efforts of governments and security agencies, and, and they add more guns and more layers of checks and more, more security, but it's, it's always still there. This is a broken, fallen, sinful world. And Isaiah points to someone, Jesus, who will return, and then the swords will be made into plows, and the spears, the tips of the spears will be bent over and they'll be used to prune branches of trees. We would, we would have to imagine it more like, say, the, the tanks that you see that are, are out uh, in some of the war zones. And then you would see those tanks here pulling plows in the fields. That's, that's what they are, are most useful for when Jesus is here. That there is no war anymore. And that the guns, the guns, you would line them up and you would use them with the barrels in the ground to string a fence. Because the things of war would not be things of war anymore. The whole thing would change. If Jesus was here, all would be well. We need Jesus to come home to set things right. He is the Prince of Peace, and we want to welcome him. So that's the great comforting hope of faith in in an uncertain and angry world. And it begs the question, when is he coming? When is that going to happen? And our message as church, talking to people, inviting people into that hope, is soon. Soon. So let's be together. Let's work together. Let's lift up the name of Jesus and share that truth. Because Matthew 24, Jesus himself is talking and he says that we need to be ready because he will come. He gives the sign of the fig tree. You can tell the seasons and and the picture there is too. In every generation, all the signs have been there. People expecting the Lord to come. And we are even closer to that than anyone else ever was. We do not know for sure exactly when. Jesus, a little later in Matthew 24, gives the example of Noah and the flood. No one knew exactly. He gives the example of a thief that breaks in. You don't know exactly. But in that context still, he will come. Jesus is coming. And so we live with that hope. Let me ask you, though, do you actually think about that very much? I mean, people don't, really. I mean, we just do what we do, and, and we make our plans in days and weeks and months, and, and, and really, we don't live that way. People, we need to live that way. And Christmas is a reminder again. Jesus came, absolutely. But he is coming again. And we need to be ready. And part of that readiness is to share the hope that we have with those who don't have it. And that's the call in our lives. And this Christmas, we want to do that again. We want to speak into people's lives the truth that he is coming again. When? Matthew 24, verse 42 says, we don't know the day. And in verse 44, it even adds, we don't even know the hour. But that's okay. Because every day, 
and every hour, we want to be living out that hope in our lives and in sharing that with others. And so our call again as we enter this Advent season is to have the truth that, yeah, Jesus came absolutely so nice, a baby in a manger, and all of that story, wonderful. But he is coming again. And we need to have him as our Lord and Savior. And so we continue to invite others to make him their Savior, to welcome him into their lives, into their home, to make Jesus the hope that he is, the hope as the Savior of the world. So as we look down in the manger, we always want to remember, look up. There he said too, we look up and see expectantly waiting for our Lord to come again. As he came the first time for sure, he will come again. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father.